now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. Black variant. I'm Ex Exile, of course, also the birthday boy this week. Um, yeah. and I am joined by 1017 Van Van Red, the guy of New York himself, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. We are here to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news. But before we do that, of course, we got bullshit a bit. But of course, because it's my birthday, we gotta bullshit a lot of bit. So yeah. Van, take it away. No, I need birthday details first, bro. How was it? How, How was it? Feeling? Um, so first of all, um the only present I got as of right now, besides what my parents, like, you know how parents be, yo, they'd be like, listen, I don't know what the fuck you into these days, nigga. Here's the card <laughs> number. Do what you got to do. My parents are the people who buy me FIFA and, and whatever uh, other video game comes out in, around October. Usually Batman or Spider-Man oriented, but that's besides the point. Right. Um, so my parents got me that shit. Um, my in-laws got me a PSN gift card, which... Oh, nice. That was that was that was cool or whatever. So I guess I I guess I'm using that. But my two biggest presents were one, the homies took me to see uh Into the Spider-Verse live in concert, which is basically like the score of the movie. We watched the movie while the score got played by a live symphony orchestra. Um and I don't have the paperwork on me right now, but the um, the actual orchestra that plays there regularly was on strike. And I, I don't I think it might be the Chicago Symphonetta Orchestra. So uh, them niggas are on strike. Y'all should donate to their strike fund and email the um, the Cadillac Theater in Chicago and tell the niggas to pay up. Yeah, absolutely. I had to, I made sure to memorize all that shit before walking into it. Yeah. Um, so I saw Into the Spider Verse. Shit was hard with the orchestra, nigga. I, there's there's no other way I can really put that. Um, I will say this though: the watching experience was a bit different, and it's it's only something I really experienced recently. Which is watching something with like that's something that's been out for a while, basically. Like people didn't watch this shit multiple times. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like it's basically only something you get with mass re-releases, like like Empire Strikes Back or some shit like that. Right. Um, but this was a very unique screening of people who had like watched this shit on repeat, my nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like we'll this, yeah. this this was everything from the little ass kid who was like, Mom, mom, it's Spider-Man, mom, to Yo, like there was a whole, there was niggas who came in full cosplay fits. Yo, this is a like no bullshit. The Cadillac Theater is a nice, relatively high scale theater. Like they do plays and shit in there for real. You know what I'm saying? Dog, niggas came in cosplay fits. Niggas, <laughs> niggas came in full Spider Man outfits. Dog, niggas um, turned it out. Niggas, yeah, you know I mean, niggas came out. Yo, niggas, it, it, I saw everything from the Sunday's best to niggas literally doing backflips in the aisle, dog. Like, the shit was insane, my nigga. That's fine. Um, so with that, like, very unique-ass viewing experience, it was fire. Like, you know, like, how you watch some shit opening night, like, people laughing shit, but, like, you watch it a couple more times and, like, you realize how actually funny something is or really right. how many more, like, just cues to laugh there are in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, that times 10. Like, every little thing people laughed at, all the small bits, like, people got, like, all the shit you wouldn't catch on opening night, this is the shit that... People who had watched this movie at least a dozen times probably would catch a thousand times. It was the whole thing. It made the experience real, real nice. So that was super cool. Um, met up with the homies to go to a barcade after that. Uh, but to my second gift, 
Um, literally the second biggest one because this motherfucker is over a foot tall. Um, the homie Tim. By the homie Tim, I mean I, I do mean brother Tim. Brother Tim. Um, let me make sure I re- I read this shit out to y'all properly yeah, with this yeah. giant ass box, yo. Um, mo mobile suit XXG. Oh, hold up. Triple XG dash double zero W zero wing Gundam zero EW, aka version. God. Um, this is a one, uh, a hundredth scale model God of a damn. Gundam, right? Meaning this shit is 13 inches tall. <laughs> small child, bro. This Very is small child. So like, here's the crazy shit, right? Like y'all know, y'all know who I am, right? Like y'all know I'm into Funko Pop statues, Funkos, all that shit, right? Um, bro, beloved had gave me an edict for years, right? Like yeah. yo, hey yo, bro, we running out of space for this shit, no more. <laughs> Cut it down. <laughs> Cut it down. And my, I even bought another Gundam in about nine months, right? I'm gonna say yeah. nine months. I'm not gonna cap to y'all, right? Nine months. The, the area which I told y'all about was the last shit I bought, right? Yeah. So. I'm in my sister's house on the south side to meet Tim. Tim come through with it. You know what I'm saying? Give me the present. I, I pull it out, unwrap it and everything in front of Beloved. And and why I see, like, I, I literally say out loud, oh, it's a fucking Gundam, nigga. Um, <laughs> Did you feel the heat of her looking at you? On not, not not even <laughs> not even the heat of me, of, of, of Beloved looking at me. Tim handed me this shit, right? And then, like, I saw, saw my reaction. And then I looked up at Beloved, and then he looked back to Beloved, and then Beloved looked at him. Uh-huh. Like, yo, listen, if looks can kill, um, <laughs> young Tim would have got done off like Anakin Skywalker, my guy, uh, on yeah. Mustafar. Um, Beloved was like, bro, what? He, Tim, Tim immediately said, yo, I'm sorry. My bad. My fault. I ain't remember until now. You want, what, what you want me to do? Take it away? Beloved damn near said yes, but that's besides <laughs> the point, right? Oh, but yo, those are my two biggest gifts. Uh, my birthday was mad, mad fun. Um, yeah, man, it was it was good. Uh, the post birthday seasonal depression has set in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like some, I also had like some some someone passed in my family. However, I wasn't really close to them. Um, but like you know, it was the messy side of my family. So family drama has just rippled. You know. Across trickle all sides, yeah, yeah, like you know, you know how it was with Order sixty six. That's basically yeah, what's going through exactly. my family, like my yeah. mama's side of the family right now. So it's got me fucked up a little bit, right? So right. like, nigga, I was like, today I was trying to do shit, like just trying to stay busy. I was like, nigga, what am I running from? You feel yeah. me? Yeah. I sat down and was like, dog, am I am I running away from a cry or some shit? Right. Yeah. So this is what I did, right? Like a real nigga. This is how this is how men cry, right? And I'm not. I'm not gonna be like Zoro, you know what I'm saying? At the end of uh at, at Thriller Bark saying nothing happened. I'm not that type of manly, you know what I'm saying? But this is why I did, right? Because the nigga had been neglecting some shit for a while anyway, right? Yeah. So I sat down, I put on one piece, right? And then I put on one of my favorite albums, Good AM by Mac Miller, right? Yeah, classic. and just let the shit just let the shit play through, right? And this is what I did. I took all my shoes out of my closet, mm-hmm. all of them. And I scrubbed all them hoes down individually. Black man therapy, black yo, man therapy. yo, with with the toothbrush in my little cleaning solution, dog. I was I was going in, getting every little like nook and crevice, dog. Nigga, yeah. I, bro, I was going, I was going so hard. I worked my ass through the United match today. Damn. You know what I'm saying? That sound peaceful as hell, though. That's a good it, album to like, you know, clean shit to. Bro, I had a great nigga. Mind you, my back hurt because my posture was ass. But besides right, right. that, it was a great ass sound. Like I, 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 sh- I shed some thug tears. Like I, I felt some shit. 
I work my way through it, nigga. Listen, man. Yeah. As a nigga who is actually diagnosed with seasonal depression, right? Yo, sometimes you just gotta cry, dog. It be it be like that sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta sit down, scrub your shoes, and cry. Watch One Piece and shit. You feel me? Like it's only right. That's the that's a hard reset right there. That's 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 the way you do it. Now, now all the blockage is clear. You know what I'm saying? You want you want to know what I did after I got that cry out? I whooped beloved's ass in Mario Kart. You it's, know only right. it's only right. Bro, let, let me tell you, I went, I went, I went first, first, second, and first. And I would have went first all four times if someone didn't hit me with a bitch ass blue shell 15 <laughs> feet in front of the goddamn finish line. Happens. All right. So Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I wish I was good at Mario Kart. I'm terrible, bro. Bro, honestly and truly, I wasn't I was never good at Mario Kart until college, right? And the only time I really figured it out, I swear to God, bro, it's funny. We did drunk driving, right? Which is in Mario Kart, not actually out drunk drive. I want to specify right, that right. right now. That's um, a good, that's a good, good which is, yeah. you, you know, everybody has a drink, whether it be a beer or a mixed drink, you know, and some niggas wanted to be, some niggas were trying to be hard and do a blunt. I was like, I'm not, you're not going to make it that blunt before you finish this race, dog. Yeah. But that's besides the point, right? Um, but the point is basically finish your drink before you finish the race. Now, however you do it, you cannot cross the finish line. And so you finish your damn drink, right? Mm-hmm. Once again, I want y'all to remember, I am a big man. I am, I am not I am not small. I am six foot three inches, yo. I am, yeah. I am a large man, right? Yeah. So everybody else, like, had a hard time working through that shit. Nigga, I just chugged that shit and finished the race. Like, that was, <laughs> that, right. that, was, that, was, that was it. That's, that's how I figured out Mario, Part, Mario Kart, right? And that's only because that's the only time I had time to figure it out. I had nobody chasing me. I wasn't really worried about losing, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, so this is how you drift. Oh, fuck, this is crazy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, with it. Yeah. I was like, oh, so the green shows the one we just throw, the blue shows and the red shows are the hard. Oh, this shit crazy. Nigga, I taught myself Mario Mario Kart. I've been good ever since. That's what's up. That's a good way to learn. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the best way to learn. Learn on the job, you know. You feel me? All right. So what? What are we doing today? I am so ready to experience <laughs> some new shit. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy you enjoyed your birthday. First off, you know what I mean. Shout out to my boy X. But I was Thank thinking, you. right? You remember that tweet a few weeks ago when I was like, "This is me and X if a civil war ever happened," right? Oh my god. So oh. I'm thinking, in right? a situation where we all get superpowers and somehow me and you are in a civil war situation, <laughs> right? Within our circle. Pick five niggas who would be on your team, their and their powers, and why? You, let's do a draft style. And a draft. Wow, the nigga draft. <laughs> oh, um, draft style, bro. We get, is this the official? But we need a name for this draft. First of all, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Baltimore. It's a secret war. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Library of War. Man, Digo fight sports book. Um. Shit, you get first pick. First pick is you. First pick is me. Okay, in our circle, I feel like this is obligatory, and like I, I, I damn near feel like it's kind of cheating to pick them. But Tim obviously is getting first choice. All right. Um, what abilities you think Tim would get? First of all, what abilities do we have? I want to, I want to get that. Um, I gotta know what I gotta know what compliments you. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I'm going, I'm going full tech suit, Iron Man. Oh, you're going full Iron Man with the shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, would it be cheating to go to Chala? No, do you think? Okay, cool. Think? I, want, I want to keep it relatively, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like an all-powerful flying nigga because I feel like yeah. it's cheating. No but Superman like, niggas. No Superman, no Superman niggas. niggas. But like, give me like Batman with slight, like super soldier strength. Okay. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Basically T'Challa. Like, you don't even got to give me the vibranium shit. Just give me like a tech suit. 
like some right. relative, you know some something that accentuates my features and i'll be good i'll figure it out okay okay um, so tim, what you think tim abilities would be tim is hulk i'm gonna keep 100 percent real with you um tim is coming in with nothing but lariats um right, right. tim is tim is coming in and putting niggas in torture racks i'm gonna keep it a hundred thousand percent real with you right, right tim tim is the first nigga to pop in and hit someone with a power bomb bro tim is hulk 100 okay. percent. all right so why are you drafting tim for that reason the fa- family like this yeah just clearing it out okay okay if, if, if i gotta go into battle right now right right like i don't know what the circumstances is but like just you know five niggas show up at my door and be like hey yo we fight at dawn, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. The first right. person I'm calling is Tim, yeah. and then we figure that shit out after yeah. that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Tim's a nigga you will want to go to war with, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. But That's go a- ahead, continue. All right. All right. So we're done with Tim. Tim's gonna be super strong. I'm gonna have to go with shout out to our boy Sailor Games, Tevin. I'm picking, I'm picking <laughs> Tevin. And Tevin. <laughs> Is not he's Luke Cage is cheating, nigga. Oh. Yeah, that's what I would make him Luke Cage. He'd be like a Luke Cage Iron Fist crossover, like martial artist, but like super strong. Black Dynamite. This is crazy. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with Tevin with my first pick. Who you got next? Um, all right, you got Tev, right? So um mm-hmm. the hand strength. Let me let me put on my, my leader's cap, my cyclops stop. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I need a flyer, right? right. I need somebody who can sit right this scene. I need somebody who can who can shit? Who can turn shit on the dime when I need to? I need a storm level person here. Okay. Um, in our circle, give me, give me the best terrorist I know. Give me Kira. You know what I'm okay. saying? Give, okay. Give, give me Kira to be my storm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, either Kira or Farron. Either one. It doesn't really matter which one, right? But I All need right. someone to come and cause chaos whenever I call upon it, and someone who can shut shit down whenever we need to. And those okay. are the two women in my life who could do that, right? Kira or Farron. So that's, that's my pick. number two. All right, so my number two, hmm, that's a good pick. We're gonna need a tech guy. We're gonna need a, somebody with wisdom. So I'm gonna pick our boy Father Clef Brandon as that guy <laughs> with some type of Forge Bishop crossover type powers. You know what I mean? <laughs> that guy. I feel like he could be a good part of the scene. All right. Um. All right. So we're three in. We get five picks or four. We get five. Five picks. Okay. Um, cool. I got I got a powerhouse. I got a flyer. I got to get I get basically a flyer slash game changer, right? Whenever I need to. Mm-hmm. Um I need somebody, not not a tracker, but like I don't know, somebody who can who can break a man down or who who, who can identify a man from, from a mile away. Right. What what fucking might as well be a psychic then. Um with the powers of Jean Grey, meaning okay. telekinesis and telepathy, okay. with my third pick, I'm going fresh off his 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 journey to the uh to the east to the far east, Justin Davis. <laughs> That's a good pick. That's a good pick. With the powers okay. of Jean Grey, you know what I'm saying? Tell tell t- hey, move shit with his mind, and you can read niggas' mind. This is the right, this is very right. apropos for Justin. So I'm going with Justin for my third pick. Right. I think. All right. So for my next pick, this is a no brainer. This is an easy pick. We're gonna need a Frank Castle. We're gonna need somebody to do the dirty work. You know what I mean? It comes down to it. So you know I gotta go with my brother Jamal, man. <laughs> my brother LJ is the only person who can get the job done. I'm, so, I'm, LJ... I'm pissed because that was my next pick. Uh, yeah. That nigga was gonna be my Green Lantern. Fuck. Yeah, yeah oh. we, we need somebody who can get the job done. 
right. All right. You, you damn it. You took my shit. Um, I got to regroup for a second. All right. Fourth pick. I got Tim. I got Farron and or Kira. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got Justin, right? My fourth pick. Who should be next in the Black Variant draft? Um, you know what? This man is a game changer. This man can speak truth to power. Right. This this man started a new job a year ago. And now he has his own goddamn section on oh, the website. Shit. This is a good one. I, this is a good one. I, I need my own. Uh, what's my man's name from uh, his apocalypse? He was like the torture master. Was it Decide? I yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I need a uh, not a lowdown nigga, you know what I'm saying? But I need a nigga who who knows how to get the job done. Honorable my, nigga, yeah. Honorable. A, a very a very honorable nigga, my very own Wolverine, if you will. Yeah. Um, give me Armand Sadler, that's man. A, that's give a good me, pick. Give me Armand. That's a good pick. That's a good pick, man. All right. We on on my team. We are in bigots. We love everybody. You know. <laughs> We believe in diversity and inclusion on this side. We are a Fortune 500 company. Oh, I'm going to go with our pal, Empress. But Empress as some type of buff Emma Frost. Buff. Mm-hmm. Like she means business, but she's also, you know, punching niggas in the face. You know what I mean? I respect that. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, we're, we're on our last picks, right? Yeah, last pick. All right. For my fifth and final pick. Right. Sometimes, you know, I, I got Armand as my renegade, right? Or as my right. Wolverine, rather. But, you know, he's a, he's a very tactical thinker. He's not somebody who's going to pop up to the knives when you need to, right? Right. I need a little bit of a wild card. You know what I'm saying? I need mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. who on a moment's notice, you feel me? Can cause all types of confusion and disorder, in, in whatever style he sees fit. I need a uh, I need a very unique master of um, elasticity, if you will, Mister right. Fantastic, who can stretch into any position, into any argument. I need the wild card. I need the enemy of nature. Wow. I need Sid. Wow, wow. He's like anti animal man, like bro. You know I mean? He's, He's like anti vixen. Bro, I'll, I'll, I I I damn near call him like Plastic Man or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you you can't kill him. You gotta deal with him forever. That you just said his beast boy. That'd be <laughs> Put him up. Put him up. You know, nah, not just, not just beast boy. Red beast boy. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like the Pharaoh ass boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good pick. I think you got a good team, man. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate you, man. My last pick. I'm sorry I sent you to God after this, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all good. We're going to shake hands on it. Uh, <laughs> um, All right, my last pick. All right, so I'm going to need a thinker. I'm going to need a voice of reason, you know what I mean? My team is pretty solid, pretty level, you know what I mean? We got the wild card with LJ, you know, but, you know, I'm going to have to go with our boy DJ Larry as some type of telepath. You know, because uh, uh, he's a thinker. You know, can, our brother. Can you Larry's imagine DJ Larry broadcasting shit directly to your brain? Nigga? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, nigga, put down the ganja. <laughs> yeah, y'all know, y'all remember how bad Wandavision was with, with all the civilians and shit. Can you imagine if, if a nigga was broadcasting you, you hockey show knowledge to you at two o'clock in the morning, bro? Exactly, exactly, man. So I'm gonna have to go with uh, my brother DJ Larry, man. Some type of telepath. Um, you got any wild card? You want to throw a wild card in there? A wild card. Oh. Uh, Oh shit! This is a good one. mention. 
my my honorable mention also would be Banks. Um, ah, damn, that's a good one. Banks is my Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> Banks Banks were a toolie that can think of anything he wants is very dangerous. Uh, um, but Banks is my Green Lantern. Um, my other one, honestly, I I I damn near wanted to call somebody to be an Iron Man, but if I had to call anybody, honestly, anyone, I would call the homie PJ. Um, okay. Flash Gordon, shout out to him. Or or Rich or Rich to be my Iron yeah, Man Rich as well. Be too, yeah. Um, I almost picked a cyborg, but I couldn't pick anybody who, who I thought really fit. But damn, nigga, that you put me on the spot. Shit. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> my honorable mention is our boy Donnie Luch. He's oh the man. Team. You know what I mean? What's the little nigga that had heart on Captain Planet? Him. He be him. <laughs> I can't believe you just called him the the, the, uh, the little ass kid in, in, in Power Rangers in space. You know. <laughs> He taking the he playing your role, you know. You called him Billy. Yeah, <laughs> you called him Billy and Mighty Morphin. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's he's the guy you need on the team. He's a morale booster, man. Shout out to Donnie, man. I love Donnie, man. Yeah, man. Um, love him. That's fun. That's fun. So let us know who team you guys think will win. Let us know. Hey, man. I'm I'm just saying, man. We coming in and hitting niggas with nothing but Owen Hart. You know what I'm saying? Your uh, team is bad, chaotic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> niggas is wrecking shit. Not yo, nothing but on her pile drivers. You feel me? You know, what I'm only saying? way we beat y'all, we have to outsmart y'all. That's the only way. Yeah, hey man, that's why I picked Justin. He's the smartest yeah, nigga in the room. Exactly. I gave him, I gave him all the important power. I just want to powerbomb niggas. Let me be 100 honest with you. Very I just want to. I, I really just want to run down on niggas and hit him with drop kicks in the chest, bro. I'm keeping 100 real with you. I'll do the leadership shit after. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, your team was good too. Huh? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I th- I think you would at least be like Avengers versus X Men Battle One type shit. Yeah, you exactly, know what I mean. Exactly. When, when when fuck the plot of the game, we just we just fighting now. You know what I mean? <laughs> niggas didn't get no niggas didn't give a fuck about the Phoenix after the first. When Cyclops said, "Nigga, get off my island," it was nothing but smoke after that. It turned you know personal I mean? after that. Yeah, yeah. Niggas started bringing up racial hatred. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think my team will have a good synergy. You know, everybody on there. You know. I, I think y'all would work like we you were right. You we'd be a chaotic ass team. If if you had to capture us, right? Uh-huh. We'd be like you remember the Survivor series? Actually, this might be the era you didn't watch, but remember the Survivor series where it was like Batista, Ray, um, Bobby Lashley, and somebody else on a Survivor series team, and half the niggas got jumped and beat up in the first five minutes or some shit. No, no it was Batista. It, it was it was Batista JBL, I think. I don't want to know. Big Show and Kane jumped his ass, but I think it was like it was a it was a SmackDown Survivor Series match, bro. But they got their ass beat. Like it was it was a clear victory, but it, was, it, it went nicely. I think it basically go like that. I would either be, but my team might be Batista's team though. We might not be able to get together. I'm keeping 100 honest with you, man. But it'll be fun as fuck. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. It fun. will be super fun. Even if we flame out, we going out in spectacular fashion. Yeah, man. Someone oh, getting man, hit man. with like a triple super kick or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, exactly. It's gonna be hard. I like that. I like that. All right, man. Yeah, Damn, we got a whole shoot of it now. Damn. Yeah. Um, actually, before we get into the show, we got actual real life shit to talk about. The strike is technically over. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's when um, recording this on Tuesday and at midnight. Yeah, as of yeah, does it do they just sweet out into the midnight? Into that midnight, yeah. Oh shit. They oh, they're putting out the details as we speak. So we might be talking about that as throughout the show. Yeah, I just read um, it. it. Just like me skimming through it. It looks pretty good. The guild's leadership is officially authorized member to return to work. The Friday strike officially ends at midnight on at when midnight Pacific time on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, at midnight. 
Um, so it will be over by the time y'all motherfuckers hear this. <laughs> Even the Patreon folks, a so shout out to y'all. Yeah. Um, writers have secured the following protections against AI. AI can't write or rewrite literary material and AI-generated material would not be considered source matter. A writer can choose to use AI, but the studio cannot require to use the AI software. Mm. Um, what else? I ain't, listen, we ain't mean to talk about the whole thing during the beginning of the show, but you know, they happen to tweet out the details. So I want to know. Um, studios must disclose to writers if any materials given to them have been generated by AI or incorporate AI material. Damn. The WGA reserves the right to assert that exploitation of writers' material to train AI is prohibited by the agreement or other law. Dog, they got they damn near got everything they wanted. Oh shit. That's what I'm saying. They, they put them in a the headlock. And if you look at the percentages of like the streaming rights and stuff, they going up, man. They got they got everything they wanted. Yo, y'all hear this, yo. Studios provide the WGA details of a show's viewership, including numbers of hours streamed worldwide. Foreign residuals are now based on the streaming services number of foreign subscribers, a 76% increase. Yeah, man. Come on, bro. God damn. And they got to show the numbers now. The writers agreed on terms to ensure minimum staffing in TV's writers' rooms and development rooms. At least three writers are guaranteed 10 weeks of employment. Damn, yo, they might have gotten everything. We'll talk about this as, as it comes out. We'll have the full details. By next week, we'll get into it more. But damn, the writers got everything they wanted, dog. <laughs> yeah, striking works, man. They, they, damn. Yo, I, I'm not going to say I feel bad for the studios. But knowing, like, from what I've read already, right, what SAG was after was actually more than what the writers wanted. Yeah. Um, so that means they got to give up even more shit to, for the for SAG. Yo, this is going to be crazy. Yeah, they can't, oh, they can't put in the headlock right now. I love it. We might be living through, like, we might be actually living through a new ushering in of a golden age of Hollywood, yo, because of these protections and shit. Like, yeah, man. Everybody eats me. We might be here, man. Um, also, for the first time in two years, the top three of the Hot 100 is occupied by only black artists. SZA, Drake, and Doja Cat. I want to give a personal shout out to at Mal the Attorney, who quoted that with a book and two possibles. Um, <laughs> That's accurate, though. <laughs> That's fine. Shout out to them. Shout out to her. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the writers got a strike or got got what they wanted. Um, uh, nothing else bad happened besides like you know T, the whole like TKL WWE thing. Um, I think we missed some Ashton Kutcher shit a couple weeks ago, but yeah. that resolved itself. So we don't have to say too much. Um, did we miss anything else? Uh, no, I think I think that's everything, bro. All right, cool. Nothing, nothing blew up. Nothing, nothing catastrophically bad. Catastrophically bad happened. Okay, we well, cool. Wax one hundred said he would stop nine eleven by with his. It would never happen if he was there. I don't know how. All right, you know what? I, <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but he said it. <laughs> who, listen, man, why do Maxwell? Why do we? Why the fuck did he pull Mark Wahlberg like unforced dog? Like what the fuck? Why'd you? I don't know, man. That's a, that's a that's a Hall of Fame live right there. I like that. Who the hell asked him that question? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I whatever, man. We get into the dead shots, folks. Um, I wanted to actually bring something interesting in because uh. Martin Scorsese came out this week with a new interview for GQ. And um, there's actually a like a 25-minute video on their YouTube channel uh, of mm-hmm. him talking about all the movies he's made throughout his career and how he felt about them and how he did it, da 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 um, And it's mad insightful from like just how his viewpoint. So I encourage everybody to go watch that. But even longer than that, in his GQ interview, he talked about, you know what I'm saying, his alleged beef for Marvel um, and superhero movies and shit like that. And he was in, in the interview, he basically said, like, 
yo, it's more than just like superhero movies, man. Like basically movie, the movie business has become all these uh, studios chasing this mega franchise and they're cannibalizing the fucking industry doing it. Um, And then I saw a thousand fucking tweets about from, you know, hard ass Marvel people. Listen, man, I'm not talking about Scott when I say this. I'm not talking about that. Y'all are fucking great people. I love y'all, man. What I'm talking about is you motherfuckers who are like, man, Mars Scorsese is 80-something years old and talking about Marvel movies. Hey, man. Listen. Mars Scorsese. Then, can we say the greatest living director right now? No question. He's the best having Mars. Yeah, like, he's the he's 50, 50, 60 years in the business. I'm probably wrong about that number. Um, but yeah, man, greatest living director of all time. But I, put, I brought him up to say that Quentin Tarantino said something a while ago about Marvel movies, too, and just big franchise movies in general, which is, you know, the basically the movie, the actors themselves are not movie stars. The characters are the movie stars. Like, um, basically saying, hey, if anyone else played Iron Man, they would also be have a hundred million dollars for Robbie Downey Jr. has now. At, when he said it at the time, a lot of people said, hey, man, I like all these directors coming against the Marvel folks, right? Right. Chris Evans did an interview with Vanity Fair. Um, actually said it back. Chris Evans did an interview with GQ as well. I apologize. Um, where he agreed with Quentin Tarantino that the MCU actors are not stars of the film. Uh, quote, this is the quote from the article. Evans says that in many ways, despite the multiple movies characters headline, that the character headline, Captain America felt like a supporting role too. Quote, that was the beauty of working on Marvel films. You never really had to be front and center, even in your own film sometimes. Quentin Tarantino said it recently. Um, part of the marvelization of Hollywood is that you have all these actors who become famous playing these characters, but they're not movie stars. Captain America is the star. And I was like, you know what? He's right. The character's the star. You're there, but you don't ever feel the burden of it. Um, if you read the actual full article, Kevin Feige is in the article and immediately comes after that. And it's like, I respectfully disagree with that bullshit. Um, but then he later says, basically, all the Avengers feel like that, which I feel like if all the niggas playing them say that shit, then I feel like they might be right. But that's besides the point. Um, I want to throw it to you, dog. Like, how do you feel about that, though? Because we debated about it here and I wasn't sure how you felt about it. So how do you feel about it? I think I think what Chris Evans saying is 100 percent right. Like. And it's not just comic book movies. It's anything that's based on a, that has a source material ba- is based on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Harry Potter. You know Daniel Radcliffe, nigga. You, you are Harry Potter, nigga. Like you know what I'm saying? Like for life. It's gonna be like that. Anything that's based on something. So people arguing against that just doesn't make sense. It's different if you're playing like an original character. You know, but um, like the rare exception to this, I think might be the Fast and Furious movies because all them shits are original. But like, yeah, I, I think that's it. Or like yeah. um even like uh referencing Scorsese, like you had big, you know, movie stars playing real people, but you yeah. know, they kind of became their own thing within that. So yeah. Um, right there. I'm not gonna so I'm not gonna disagree with the man who played Captain America, dog. Um if if the I don't know because Chris Evans says in the in the interview that uh, he never really felt like a main character. Like he always felt like he was playing second fiddle to Robert Downey, but not in a bad way. But like he was playing like a compliment to Robert Downey, uh, kind of the whole time. Um, and like, if the man who stars Captain America in three different movies and three different Avengers movies um, is saying like, "Yo, I didn't feel like the star of the movie," then I feel like there's some truth to that, and I can't really argue with right. that as a regular ass person. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. and I think it's the ultimate ensemble piece of anything, any movie that can be made is like these superhero movies, bro. It's really yeah. about every single piece 
it, it makes them a whole as, as a unit. You know what I mean? So I think it works out that way. Absolutely. Um, next movie on for Marvel news. Uh, we have a rumor out and it's about Echo and we're sorry. Like it's been nothing but bad trickle of news for Echo lately. Um, but Echo's episode count has been cut from six to five, allegedly, heavy alleged, as as one was removed due to quote pacing issues. Um, then what do you think the pacing issues are, my guy? I think this is gonna get idled, bro. Like I think it's gonna be four episodes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think they don't. I think they don't have faith in this. You know, I really think they don't have any faith in this. And hey, you said it. It, it can't shelf it because you know you have a. a a person that's uh, deaf actually playing a role. So I think mm-hmm. for representation purposes, they can cancel it because it's, it's going to mean so much to people to see that on display, you know what I mean, as, as a, in the lead role. But I really think they have no faith in this. You know, I always felt like Echo was better, a uh, character better served as part of a, some somebody, somebody else's story, you know? Mm-hmm. I think how she was used in Hawkeye was perfect. So it's going to be hard for people to relate to this character. And also when you've got the shadows of... Kingpin and Daredevil over your show. It's also <laughs> hard to get that shine. So hopefully the show is good. I think it's gonna be good. I really like the actress. Um, but yeah, man. I hope Echo is good. I hope it's successful. Um, uh, I know we live we now live like in a world where studios will just can some shit that's like halfway through filming, even yeah. like even like even if it looks good or like whatnot or whatever. Um but I really feel like this show will probably still come out in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I think it. I'll probably. I think you're right. It probably can cut down to four episodes, um, because because cutting it down from six to five is just weird, um, and like that's usually some shit they'll do a reshoot for. Meaning they 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 probably don't. I honestly read this as they don't have enough material um, to do the six episodes like they wanted to because they wanted to do some reshoots or wanted to do some reworking in the CGI and shit's not happening without writers right now. Sorry. Um, you were shooting too as well. Like. Yeah. Uh, that's something else I wanted to say actually was if basically if this was, if this happened before Daredevil started filming, I would see them like just canning this shit. Um, and then like, basically you can bring in Daredevil and save mm-hmm. yourself the money. Um, but Daredevil's, I, I want to say like maybe halfway through film, like they were filming for a good minute before shit got shut down, um, and they're and at least the writers are about to be back soon, so um, shit can accelerate any time for that. But if Daredevil didn't was shooting, I would say it got canceled. But if you if you if you get rid of this, you get rid of Daredevil effectively, yeah. uh, because you you basically kill Daredevil's intro into the MCU, um, or you can like. Try to backdoor it like via some She Hulk shit. I don't know. Um, but I, I just hope the show comes out, dog. Uh, that'll be a hell of a pump fake if they if they didn't let the show come out. Um, yeah. and it kind of sucks to hear like everything about this, like it's kind of like getting nipped, like nicked and chipped away at, you know what I'm saying? Right, uh, right. But hopefully, the writers being back helps out. And then y'all know if the writers are back, that they, they're expressed, they literally wrote into the contract that they're not going back to work. Um, until like damn near the the actors go back, you know what I'm saying? Until yeah. they get their deal, um, so they're not going to be starting shit up until for a little bit. But with the writers now getting a deal, the actors will probably get one too within the next couple of weeks. So hopefully that works out, and then they can get back to work on the show. And hopefully the show still comes out. Yeah, um, and shout out to the actors, well, because uh, don't don't concede for shit, don't settle for shit, extort them. We like extortion of rich exactly. people here on the Black Variant. Um, Speaking of rich people, Cameron Moynihan, who plays Cal Kestis in the Star Wars Jedi series, 
um, for EA says that Jedi three is in development. Um, how do you feel about this man? I I knew this was coming. I think every for a franchise like that, I kind of always felt like it was going to get at least three games. Um, I would say I hope they do something a little different from what they've been doing. I think what they've been doing is fine. I think they have a great template, but I think as uh, most third games within the trilogy, you kind of want to see them do something that's going to push it to where it needs to go beyond what, you know? So hopefully they do something a little different. I'm excited for it. Um, I wonder what they do story-wise. So you remember how we talked about, um, we might've talked about this here already, but uh, when we talked about Spider-Man a couple weeks ago, Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. and we were like, hey man, like they kind of, a lot of the things they've been showing so far is basically them being like, yo, we developed the first game with the PS4. We developed the second game with a PS5. And here's the fucking difference, nigga. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm not sure if Fallen Order um, or Jedi Survivor rather was developed like as a with the PS4 in mind or on a PS4 mostly, but that's how it felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, playing the game itself. So I'm not sure if like this will be the f- first one of the series where like they're fully developing this on PS5. Um, but I hope it is, and I hope at least for what they showed, like this big leap forward. Because a lot of the combat and shit like they, they they improved was good, but like if the ultimate experience is buggy, you know, what I mean it's not that big of a boost anymore. Right. Um, they need to show for the next one, like especially with the fucking game director left leaving that we talked about a couple weeks ago as well. Um, they gotta prove basically to people like hey. First of all, they gotta apologize to niggas saying like, "Hey yo, we fucked up, sorry." But like, like base, y'all basically, they basically gotta do that. But be like, "Hey yo, but here's how we're showing it. Look how far this game has come because of the first one we developed it on PS5. And now if they show niggas doing force jumps, if niggas doing moving at hyperspeed, cutting niggas down, doing some force awakening shit, not force awakening shit, force unleash shit, motherfuckers will forgive everything. Yeah. It will be like Jedi Survivor never fucking happened, yeah. right? But they gotta show that. And as of right now, these niggas look a little bit shaky. Yeah, especially with EA, they like they have so many. They didn't have like two or three other uh, Star Wars games they working on, so they might be a you know they might be in over their head a little bit, you know. You said it, dog. Oh, yeah. they're gonna co- have more competition. Like you have the Ubisoft game coming out, you know. Her, oh. I, we're here in PlayStation working yeah. on something. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, I don't, I don't. What was the game that was shown at the Game Awards either last year or the year before? Um, with the new, with the new woman protagonist. Um, yeah, forget that's the Ubisoft one. That's the Ubisoft one. Yo, if that shit comes out and shits on Jedi Survivors open world, yo, conversation's gonna be had, bro. Yeah, these niggas make yo, these niggas make Assassin Creed games, yo, and you telling me they're making a better, better Jedi experience? Come on, dog. Yeah, come on, man. It, I mean, it looked more robust just seeing the trailer. You know, she went from the inside, from the plane to the inside of the thing to like driving a speeder on a on a whole planet. So, damn, without without a loading screen, damn, that's no crazy. loading screen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. Oh, yeah, but shit, we'll see what Jedi Survivor. Um, this is not really super important, but I just want to take a time since you know the writers got the deal and the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that my time to shine, hello, uh, tried to break the WGA strike scoop. Like a full twenty four hours before, like lawyers were brought in, like to actually ratify shit and whatnot. Um, before like final things were actually agreed upon, um, they tried person tried to break in, and a couple other writers as well. But I can't remember the names at the moment. That soups dude, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. fuck that dude. 
Um, and I want to say they all got dunked on by Jacob Fisher. For those of you who don't know, Jacob Fisher is the owner and editor-in-chief of Discussing Film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to read the tweet he put out to these motherfuckers. And it's still up, by the way. Like, he he has no reason to delete this shit, right? Um, yeah. Let me make sure I'm on the right Twitter before I pull this shit up, bro. Where were you at? All right, boom. Here we go. Spread all the fake scoops you want. Hold up. <laughs> he carried Kevin swinging, bro. First, yo, line. there we go. Spread all the fake scoops you want about comic book movies, but please just fuck off for spreading intentional <laughs> misinformation about WGA getting a deal so you can make a few bucks from Twitter payouts. Oh, <laughs> shout out Jacob Fisher, man. Uh, there was no news information on that. I just want to share uh, him. I just also wanted to again highlight discussing film and how good they've been throughout this. Um, and being the only really outlet really reporting this fairly, man. Um, shout out to discussing film and Jacob Fisher for saying for a second sad call over there. Um, but more importantly, but not more importantly, but just as importantly, right? Van, did you did you notice the anniversary just passed for us? What's that? 10 year anniversary of the premiere of Agents of Shield oh, on wow. ABC. <laughs> Damn. 10 years, I, my guy. I can't believe it. I can't I can't believe it. I remember when that show seeing the uh the trailers for the first episode and shit when it was announced. I I remember seeing that. I remember everyone was like, this shit kind of looks interesting, but also kind of looks Reggie, right? Mm-hmm. Um and like looking back on it, they were right. Um, but that was only because it showed the first half of season one. The first half of season one was certifiable Reggie. Um, <laughs> after, it's you know, one of those shows that found a way as they kept going a little bit, I felt like. Yeah, like everyone will tell you, like after after Winter Soldier happened in real life, dog, everything changed. Everything yeah, changed. That was the pivot. That was the pivot right there. Oh, what's your favorite Age of the Shield memory? Um, I think them just doing Robbie Reyes was fucking cool, man. I I never thought that would happen like on a Marvel show, and especially for it to be Agent of the Shield, I, that was dope. I listen. Um, I forgot I forgot the name of the actor, but I think he was Lincoln in the Tomorrow People on CW. This is this is how dated these references are, everybody. Um, the blonde dude in, in the Tomorrow People, the one who wasn't Robbie, who wasn't Stephen Amell's dumbass brother. Yeah. Um. But he he came over to Age of the Shield after that show got canceled, and he was one of the Inhumans in it. And I think he was he was what's my shorty's name? Not Daisy Ridley, Chloe um, Quake. There we go. Um, he was Quake's boo, and it was the season with the Inhumans. And like, listen, Agents of Shield did more work for the Inhumans than the goddamn Inhumans show did, yo. Um, That's true. We got a whole season of the humans and shit, and like they ain't look like complete jabronis either. Um, Agent of Shield was good for that. Uh, honestly, honestly, if this might be a stretch, right? I'm gonna just right here and now, but but Agent of Shield might be a top five MCU project. It's 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 something that. I feel like it worked in spite of, you know, I think I heard we heard Kevin Feige despises that shit, that show, because it wasn't done by him. Bro, because <laughs> he had beef with Jeff Lowe, who wrote the show, which Jeff Lowe ended up being racist anyway. But yeah, that's it was a piece of point. shit. Yeah, but, yeah, but, um, like, but like, for those of you who don't know, Agent of Shield led directly into Marvel canon in a way like it literally, like, it literally was the run end to Age of Ultron, and they never acknowledged that shit in the movie, dog. 
Um, yeah. which I thought was hilarious, and that's very indicative of Kevin Feige saying "fuck Jeff Lowe," right? Um, but also like as the show kept going on, it got less and less detached from the MCU canon. Um, so basically by the end of it, they were just doing wherever the fuck they wanted to. Yeah, it was going crazy. Um, but also they kept writing it as if like they were getting canceled every season. So like they always had that dog in them when they was writing the shit. Um, which led to like some really expansive and different television. And like, I, yo, Agent of Shield is a really good show, man. Um, it starts off with basically like the Winter Soldier twist, and then like we get as far as going into space and the future type shit. Um, where Quake accidentally destroyed the planet type shit, dog. Yeah. Like, we got really expansive and weird, and Coulson died, then came back type shit, yo. Like, it was a lot of shit, man. Um, I think it was a real missed opportunity for them to do something um along that alongside uh the MCU stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Listen, we used to talk a lot of shit about Agent of Shield's viewership um, because it was almost canceled every season, right? Uh, but I think Agent of Shield has better ratings than some of the shit that's come out on, on Disney Plus over the last couple of years. So take oh, that yeah. for what you will, man. Oh yeah. Um, before we get into the show, anything else to talk about before we get in? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right, let's get to some comic news. So uh, they announced last week. By they, I mean Marvel. Um, Marvel announced last week that Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate Invasion limited series that we talked about, I want to say last month, um, is spawning an entire new Ultimate Universe. Yes, but that's going to be complete with Jonathan Hickman's own Ultimate Spider-Man, and who's going to be drawing it is Marco Cicchetto, who just got done with Chip Darcy's Daredevil run. Um, Van, how do you feel about this? (laughs) This is the book. If you niggas, <laughs> yo, I know you niggas to tie the main line, Amazing Spider-Man. This is where you need to be, bro. This is gonna be the one. This is gonna be the one, right? They're here, saying man. right now it's going to be like a, a limited, but just six issues yeah, basically sure. for Hickman, right? Yo, if this shit booms like the original yeah, one did, sure. yeah. 20, 20, 20, 20, what, 20, 23 years ago now. Yeah. Um, if this shit booms, they're they're getting he's getting his own ongoing, and that means he ain't gotta deal with the problems that ran him off of Krakoa either. Yeah. Because it's gonna be an ultimate line, which means he has a whole universe to do whatever the fuck he wants to. <laughs> he give a Hickman a universe to play with, and it's Spider Man. And you know how people feel about Ultimate Spider Man. There's a fondness that uh Spider Man fans have for that Ultimate Spider Man run. People you know? are protective of Ultimate Spider Man the way Superman fans are protective of the Christopher Reeve movies, dog. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's pretty. It's, that's the, it, it, it's the it's the same. It damn near the same protectiveness like Star Wars fans. For the original trilogy guy, like mm-hmm. it's 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 damn near psychopathic in levels, you know what I mean? Like it's bad, yeah. It's bad. I, this is gonna be amazing. Um, yeah, this is gonna be the one right here. This is gonna be one of Mar- Marvel's most popular books, man. So get ready, make sure y'all got y'all coins aside for that number one. Hey man, I I wanna I wanna like all right, so you know, like how in wrestling, right? Like the, the Monday Night Wars, and just like currently what happened with the like AEW NXT, which is basically there's only so many wrestling fans, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say like every Tuesday or every Monday, or wherever the fuck the day is, there's two million wrestling fans, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, if wrestling is on a certain day, two million fans are going to watch wrestling no matter how many wrestling programs on that. So, Monday, where there's only one Monday or well, one wrestling program now, We'll get all two million or three million viewers, whatever the fuck the number is, right? Yeah. But on Tuesday, when AEW and NXT were going right, AEW used to get like one point one, and NXT would get like nine, like point nine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so nine hundred thousand and one point one, right? 
I want to see if that happens with the Ultimate Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man running at the same time. Oh, and I say that like Kanye in 50, man. Bro, because you in the early 2000s, what you basically had was JMS was running alongside Brendan's Ultimate Spider-Man, but that was during Spider-Man boom. Yeah. Right? Like that was during a time where Peter was married to MJ. The status quo at that point in time was Spider-Man was married and like booed up all the goddamn time. So they had to bring him back to be a teenager to get all the single shit in again, like to basically reset him, right? Yeah. But now what's going on is we're we've now flipped, right? Now what we're living through now is Spider-Man's back to being a fucking bozo. He ain't got no woman. He got nobody to crush him at night. You know what I mean? He, right. you know, matter of fact, you know who got to crush him at night right now? Norman yeah. goddamn Osborne. Yeah, All right, man. His buddy Norman, yeah. So what I want to see here is if Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate Spider-Man, if he gets an ongoing, which I really do think it's going to, yeah. if fucking Superior got one, we're getting an ultimate ongoing again, bro. Mm-hmm. But if Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate Spider-Man cannibalizes Amazing Spider-Man, because if Ultimate Spider-Man gives us basically everything, like, listen, if he's reviving the Ultimate Universe, the last thing that we saw in the Ultimate Universe was Ultimate Peter Parker alive and well again with his family with, and his people, with MJ and shit being happy. You mean to tell me if you if if you put basically two mainstream Spider-Man books out at the same time, not counting Miles here, right? Mm-hmm. Where one is Peter and MJ being happy, and the other is Peter being a broke boy going through the exact same shit over and over and over and over again. Motherfuckers are going to gravitate to shit where he's happy and getting what they want, which is yeah. him with MJ, bro. So I want to see if this shit runs Amazing Spider-Man off. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say Amazing Spider-Man gonna get like kicked out of the top 20 or nothing like that. But bro, if they if they suffer even a hundred thousand drop, that's bad. Yeah, and that, I think that's gonna happen, bro. I think it's gonna, especially with you know the economy and shit now. People, you gotta pick and choose your comics, man. Like hopefully it's strategic on the release. You know what I mean? Amazing Spider-Man one week, next week you put out Ultimate, run it like that instead of like at the same time. But um. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I wonder how uh, how's it pan out. Hey, to your point, bro, this ain't the draw on the line of two ninety nine era anymore. Comics yeah, cost five dollars a pop, They're like five six dollars. Yeah. Uh, so like, listen, man, you're right. People got to pick and choose. And listen, I'm someone who's had to do that already. I stopped reading Amazing Spider Man weeks ago, months yeah. ago, years ago. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you give me a choice between a Spider Man book where the nigga is happy and is doing new things, and the Spider Man book where he's doing the same exact shit. I'm going to pick the one where he's happy, bro. And I ain't the only one who's going to make this decision. Yeah, especially on top of that, you attach Hickman's name to that? Come on, man. It's bro, an easy have, decision of mine. You have you attached his name to what? Is Hickman the biggest name in comics of the last 15 years? I think last 20 years, bro. I don't think it's, anybody... The, I, the only people I can say closest, I can honestly say, is either um, Grant Morrison, who, who's like slightly like... He's not in the same uh, generation as Hickman. Like it's uh it's the same way like DI like DMX and uh TI were active at the same time, but DMX is clearly a generation before TI. Right. You know what I mean? Um, or like the same way like Fat Bob Freddy is a generation before Hove, even though these these niggas are like maybe two years in age difference, and I think Hove is older actually. Right. Um, but like I maybe Grant Morrison, I w- I really don't want to say this, but Jeff Johns might be the only other name who might be just as big. Um, and within the last decade, the only name I could really think of is Scott Snyder, but like his, his, his 
Scott Snyder is if like a Jonathan Hickman's um Secret Wars flopped. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what basically like with Dark Knight's Metal, the, the equivalent of what happened, right? So like he didn't really get to the same level. So Hickman might be the biggest name in the last 15 years, bro. I think about it like this, these people, they might like just reputation-wise in the industry, just because they're, you know, they're all over, they always seen name value, you see them. But I think just the reference that not just readers, other writers have for Hickman just puts them over the top, you know? Yeah. Um yeah, Hickman's name carries weight. Um, yeah. bro, they they did yo, they were do last time when Hickman was coming back for the X-Men, bro. They were doing vignettes and books like this was fucking 1999 Raw for Chris Jericho, dog. Like, yeah, bro. They were they were like, you know, a paradigm is coming. Niggas was like, what the fuck? You know, like, bro. <laughs> he came out with the, the light up jacket, the, yeah, the yeah. shiny metallic shirt. <laughs> 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 no, for real. Because even if you think about it, when he was head of the X Men, first of all, he was running the whole X Men shit. That's the, that whole, the whole the whole thing, shit, bro. When I see him on a Zoom with like twelve other like popular writers, we talking about Duggan, bro, Percy, everybody, yo, um, Saudi Ahmed, Stephanie Williams, um, Vida Yala dog, like Like, yo, heavy hitters, bro, and they always like, yo, Hickman's the guy, he's leading all this. And then eighteen months later, niggas is like, this shit is wacky. I'm out. (laughs) 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 But until then, you know, they they started off strong. Oh. I did not pick up my pull list, but I do have a couple hits for this week in comics. Um, okay. The only thing I really have is that I saw that the Uncanny Avengers told Cap you got to come out off the block, off the leadership block. I thought that was I thought that was hella hilarious, dog. Yes, but, but I think the favorite, my favorite part of that is Deadpool being like, "Yo, man, you niggas is losers, bro. Cap is one wherever he's went, bro." And he started naming off all the places where these niggas have lost and how they've turned on each other. Yo, Deadpool. Yo, Deadpool said, "Nigga, I don't even remember what onslaught was, bro. But I remember you niggas cost it." <laughs> he said, "Yo, y'all niggas is losers. What you y'all talking about? Yo, yo, he was like, how many genocides you niggas been through by this point?" <laughs> Deadpool sound like me a month ago, dog. <laughs> I never seen Deadpool be so dead ass. Like, yo, like, yo, you niggas is weenies, bro. Yo, y'all going against Cap. Yo, it's funny because he's the only he's the Captain America is the one nigga Deadpool rides for, bro. It's so funny. It's so consistent too, bro. Well, he you know what it is like Cap always treats Deadpool like he's a regular person, like he's not just like some joke, you know? Yeah, because everyone be like, man, fuck off, Wade. And he'll be like, Wade be like, hey, thank you, man. Cap be like, how was your weekend, man? And he was like, hey, yo, man, thank you. Like, yo, my daughter is here, dog. I'm having a great day. Thank you, Cap. Yeah, you know he's I mean? like that assistant manager that just checks on you. How you doing, man? How's the family? You know what I mean? <laughs> the other niggas getting on your nerves, man. So, yeah, Chuck, but that's probably one of my favorite Deadpool panels ever was that one. The, yo, listen, Rogue, to, Rogue, listen, within a page, I want to yeah. tell you, within a single page, it went from Rogue being like, Cap, you got to step off to Deadpool being like, you niggas are jabronis. you like, listen, like, um, do y'all remember, you remember the promo where it was, Roman, Cesaro, Brian, Seth, and I want to say Jay, right? And, and Roman, Roman came, was, came out. <laughs> Roman came out. Was like, yeah, you niggas are lo- like y'all not just losers. Y'all not just bottom tier losers. Y'all are main event losers. Y'all make me look good. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yo, that that's how Deadpool was barring up the X Men, dog. He said yeah. that in the face of Rogue, Quicksilver, and Captain Krakoa, whoever the Psylocke. fuck that is. Silo, yeah. yo, he said against some of the hardest niggas who were on the island, and none of them ain't swing. 
Yeah, I can't believe they tried to pull a mutiny on Captain America. I'm like, you niggas is wild, man. This shit, this shit is, uh, hey, y'all talking wild greasy for some niggas who got the island wiped out, bro. Again. Again. You know what bro. I mean? Yeah. I, shit I, I, crazy. Only, my only recommendation for people to check out is Blade, bro. Blade is very good. Very good. Shout, shout out, and, Blade, man. And it's going to be a cool Blade crossover with um your favorite teen Marvel superhero. That's all I can say. Mm. So mm. that's gonna that's gonna be really cool. Shout out Co- Cody Ziggler. I just want to throw that out. <laughs> yeah. Now that the strike is over, we can actually like start. I, I had some guests in mind, and the strike happened. Like I don't want, I ain't want to ask people to talk about struck work and shit. Right, but now right. that the, the strike is over, I can get people to talk about struck work and shit now. Yeah, so fuck, we might be having you know some some names on here, man. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, shout out to Cody Ziggler, man. Shout out to uh, you know for reasons. Um, I don't think I have any anything else for this week, comics. How about you, man? I think that's it. All right, so we talked about this a little bit before, but it's becoming more of a real personality. Um, SAG after members of the video game industry, so basically motion capture actors um, and, vo- and basically voice uh, actors, um, have approved a strike against the video game industry with a 98.32% voting yes. That is nearly unanimous. Um, companies in- affected that are included will be, like I said before, Insomniac, Disney, WB, Epic, Activision, EA, um, basically all your favorite developers and studios. Um, this does not mean they're going on strike, you know, like imminently, like how it was with the writer strike. But the next bargaining schedule session, ah, the next bargaining session is scheduled for next week, or hard right, to back the the end of this week. Um, so if negotiations break down, hey man, we're not giving Wolverine until twenty thirty, uh, <laughs> at least <laughs> at the very least, yo. Oh, how do you feel about it, man? I think this is the perfect time. If you ever you're in the industry and they ever thought about unionizing and striking, nigga, this is the time. This is the year to do it, bro. Like, go get your coins. I think video game uh voice people have been like some of the most slept over people in this whole industry. And I'm happy that they're gonna be getting their due soon. They they come up for everything they want too. Dog, I listen, man. I um I don't know what games y'all are looking forward to. Um, I know uh, I saw a Final Fantasy trailer the other day for shit, uh, which I need people to tell me because I'm actually going to, you know, since I made my piece of One Piece, I decided to try a lot of shit I thought was either whack or just too complicated. Um, So Final Fantasy is next on the list after I get done with One Piece. Um, The homie, shout out to the homie Tati. I don't know if she listens to this or not. But uh, Tati told me that uh, Final Fantasy 16 is the best one to start with. So whenever I get a chance, I'm going to do that shit. I'm going to play Final Fantasy 16. Um, and I think there was a trailer for the next Final Fantasy in the last state of play. The same state of play that the mile shit that we talked about from a week ago, week or two ago, was also in. Uh, what I'm saying is everything, every like game trailer, every like Nintendo uh, Direct, every um, I don't know what the fuck the name of the Xbox like showcase is now these days. Um, but all that shit does not matter if these niggas go on strike. All this shit, listen, video game companies, these niggas do crunch for a long ass time now, a yeah. long time now. Which means if niggas go on strike, y'all, the whole holiday season gets super kicked into the sun. Yeah. The whole, the, it's this basically the same way. If this doesn't happen, it's the same way. Like if, if Venom 2 didn't do well, we weren't going to get Spider Man No Way Home. It's the same shit. If this is not, if this is not, if they don't get what the fuck they asked for, y'all are not getting shit probably until it's starting next summer at the very least. If, even then, 
You think about all the DLCs and updates they have planned for these games that are already gonna come out. You niggas a screwed. Lot of, a, a lot of that shit not just not gonna happen. <laughs> screwed, bro. Cyberpunk might never get another update if this shit don't go through, dog. Yeah, exactly, which is why I think like if as soon as they unionize and they form, they move forward. This gonna get worked out ASAP. If hey man, if I know video game companies are like a special type of stupid. Um, like I'm and I, I'm just suggesting broadly like the whole. Activision leak, like everything that came out during that toxic ass time before that man uh, resigned finally. Right. Um, but like, you gotta be a uniquely stupid motherfucker to think right after they just got done fighting the studios that they won't fight the fucking game companies too. Yeah. Like, you gotta be a special type of stupid if you think that's not possible, dog. Um, I hope they, I hope they're smart and give them what they want, but like, the way capitalism works, I don't think that shit gonna happen. So. Hey man, uh, y'all might be with me and playing Batman Arkham games come December. Yeah, we back <laughs> on the Telltale games. Fuck with me, man. Yeah, hey, man. hey, dog. Hey, listen, we still we still never live stream the TMNT game. We might still do that shit. All right, shout uh, shout to AD. Like five dollars now. Yeah, ayo, yo, tap in, man. We gotta do yeah. this shit. Um, I got nothing for 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 Fantastic Watch. I got nothing for Battle World Sportsbook for you this week. Um, but we do have an update for the Marvels, right? Yeah. Um. And I wanted I wanted to include this in this week because you tweeted about it last week, and I thought this shit was crazy. That like it sounded like uh, so, what's the Stockholm syndrome shit, dog? Um, the Marvel's director Nia DaCosta did an uh, interview with Variety about her experience on the movie, and um, in several points of the article she talks about this. But here's the actual excerpt from the article. While DaCosta tried to bring as much of her voice into the MCU as possible, she still noted to Kevin Feige that. The Marvels is, quote, I swear to God, I did not write this. A Kevin Feige production. It's his movie. She continues and says, so I think that you live in that reality, but I tried to go in with some knowledge that some of you is going to take a back seat. It was really great to play in the world and to be a part of building this big world, but it made me want to build my own world more. Um... Do you want me to get into the the shit she texted Daniel Destin, uh, Destin Daniel Creden, the director of uh, Shang Chi, um, about, or do you want to talk about stop and talk about this? No, 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 keep going, brother, keep going. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, during the making of the Marvels, the Costa would text Shang Chi director De- Destin Daniel Creden, who's also working, I think, on either Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars or both. Um, he, she would text him on tough shoot days. She would text him, and I quote this: "I swear to God." I'm overwhelmed, and I quote, I'm so stressed. Before I continue, this sounds like the shit I text the homies when I don't want to be at work. This sounds like <laughs> young Jaden Sancho right now. This is you in the bathroom, like, oh. But, yo, I don't. Yo, this is you after you've been in the bathroom for 20 minutes, and you still don't want to go back. You right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, but let me continue. As the cops told Vanity Fair, sometimes you be in a scene, and you'd be like, what the hell does any of this shit mean? Or an like act- Yo, just like us. Or an actor's looking at some crazy thing happening in space, and they're actually looking at a blue X. There are obviously hard days and days where you're like, this just isn't working. She's just like us, bro. Yo, she's just like us, man. Van, how do you feel about this, bro? Once again, if you've been listening to the Black Variant for any amount of time, you know X and I have been screaming this from the mountaintops. These are Kevin Feige movies. It don't matter who you bring in, you know, and anytime we... We see him let loose on the range. You can tell in the movie, you know. If you Listen. looked at uh, what's the uh, what's the Doctor Strange too? 
you can definitely tell that was Sam Raimi letting him he was getting the strings off of him. Um, yes. Chloe Zhao when she did um Eternals. You can definitely tell that wasn't the Kevin Feige joint, bro. You can tell because neither of the niggas want to come back to work with him again. Um, he said, we are good. We are done. We listen, man. I think I think we here in the Black Variant have literally coined the phrase a Kevin Feige joint. Yeah. Um, which is crazy that to see the, to live through this shit now. Oh, to see. Listen, man, I've said a lot of things about the Marvel movies over the years, and people told me I was stupid as fuck and, and dumb and all types of bad things. Uh and now to live through a time where where Iron Man, Captain America, and the current director of the Marvels, a movie that has not yet come out, say all this shit I've been saying for years is crazy, yo. Super crazy. I can yo, I can't write the shit that's coming out better than this, man. I really can't, man. I'm not that creative. Um wow. She yo, in an actual article, in an actual interview for a movie, bro, in an actual interview with a reputable ass organization like Variety, Nia DaCosta's, who made Candyman, the Candyman remake from two years ago, which is fire and it's on Amazon Prime for anyone who wants to watch it, right? Yeah. She literally said, yo, it's a Kevin Feige production. Yeah. And everybody yo. knows it, man. And that's just the reality of these Marvel movies at this point. And I think it's going to it's gonna come a point, you already can see it happening, where people are tired of the Kevin Feige cookie cutter, you know, way of making movies. Hey, hey man. Hey, um... What's Elizabeth Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen will come out one of these days and just be like, "Yo, man, fuck this, I'm done." Like, I don't give, I don't give, I don't give a fuck a storyline. Fuck them kids. Um, fuck New Jersey. Fuck Vision. You know what I'm saying? I'm done, nigga. Um, Like CM Punk. Yo, you, yeah, hey, I'll be. Can you imagine that Elizabeth Olsen shoots shoot interview? Oh man, we need that. Any anybody in here, like it's gonna what, be a bum ass character too. What podcast is it? What what's what's the, is it happy sad laugh or whatever the fuck is is with all the uh all the actors and shit go on to, to give scoops and whatnot? Yeah, she don't go on that and be like, listen, Kevin Feige, fuck that ball nigga. You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah. I can't I can't wait till she's out here playing with knives like Britney Spears and shit, talking about Kevin Feige dog, like <laughs> nigga, she gonna go on R.O.P. with him. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Elizabeth Olsen pulling up to our AP Studios, bro? Oh, with a man, pet, with a that. pet alligator, nigga. You know what it's I mean? It's only right. It's only right. That, that's yo. She she coming in with his, wearing his cousin and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Kevin Feige, fuck that nigga. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You got definitely the corner. Like, hey man, what, what what about that vision though? How how was it hitting though? And you be like, all right, man. What was, what are we doing though? Yeah. Um. Shout, shout to RLP, man. Shout to Amp. Um. I don't got nothing else to talk about Kevin Feige, man. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I can't believe they wrote that shit. Um, DC Film News, yo. Warner Bros. Discovery is giving DC Studios a primary production hub at its UK-based TV and film studios. Warner Bros. Studios Leavesden. Leavesden? I'm going to say Leavesden. Um, which is also the home of the Game of Thrones, uh, where they film Game of Thrones and where they currently film House of the Dragon. Um, and amid a sprawling plan to expand the location by more than 50% capacity in 10 sound stages. Um, construction begins in quarter two, 2024, so next year, um, and expect to be completed in 2027. Dan, how are we how we're basically have like a permanent back cave type shit, is what it sounds like. Dan, mm-hmm. how do you feel about this? This just means to me that they are they got a lot riding on this James Gunn shit, and they're gonna be putting these shits out like this is gonna be their own personal factory, bro. They're gonna be making these movies, getting them in and out. Um, 
But I also, as a DC fan, I'm just excited that there seems to be some real commitment to what they're doing over there. Whether I think it's going to be good or bad is neither here nor there. But I do, I, I like the commitment. They're actually showing some direction, some structure, you know. We haven't had a little time in the DC film, so I'm excited for it. Um, hopefully this means it'll be easier to shoot the Batman too. Uh, Super easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know what? At the very least, this expresses as much as I think David Zaslav is a goddamn idiot. This at least expresses that he has confidence in what James Gunn and Peter Safran are doing. Um, because you know this is like this is not like some cheap shit. Um. Which is funny as hell that they put this out right before the strike out agreed or strike ended. Um, because I saw someone uh basically called this and said, like, yo, they are just like broadcasting shit, like they don't give a fuck about if the writers want the money or not, Dio. Um, because yeah. honestly and truly, this this like these renovations expanding they're doing probably cost the same amount of money that the writers wanted from them, if not more. Yeah. Um but it shows it shows confidence, dog. Um if this shit is still like booming in 2028, I will be amazed. Um, not because I think it's a stupid, but I think Warner the well, I think you know, capitalism is stupid enough for Warner Bros. to get bought before then niggas be like, Man, fuck that studio, you know, or something. Yeah, like that. I was just about to say, like, this is just another asset for them to sell a potential buyer. Like, you'll yeah. have a whole movie studio, even if you don't want to shoot DC shit there, you can shoot other shit there. So yeah, um, yeah, they'll have crazy amount of like studio space for stuff, but if this shit is standing in 2030, I'll be amazed. Um, you ready to get into Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, let's get into episode six, dog. Should we call this one the one about Sabine? <laughs> the uh, MTV driven, VH1 driven. <laughs> True life, Mandalorian. Yeah, um, so basically, we 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 catch up with Sabine after um what happened, um, which is you know she got taken onto the intergalactic um, hyperspace ring. Um, they made it to. Oh, What's the name of the planet that Thrawn was trapped on? Um, Thrawn planet. What the fuck is the yeah, Paradia? There we go. There you go. Um, Paradia. Um, that's the planet Thrawn was trapped on. They made it to Paradia. They pull up. Um, Sabine is being dog walked um, with these special lasers and shit. Um, Sabine's like, "Hey, bro, y'all promised y'all wasn't going to murder me, dog." And by y'all, she's basically talking to Balin. But she's like, y'all promised y'all wasn't going to murder me, dog. I'm holding you to your fucking agreement. Um, so they, they walk up to these Night Sisters, right? And uh the Night Sisters in I don't know, this raspy eyes voice in like in, in like in a forced way, they basically call Sabine a, a nasty, nappy headed hoe. You know what I mean? They're like, we don't like her. You know what I mean? Like, do not bring her no closer. Matter of fact, we have her own fucking prisoners like rig shit. We'll put her in. And they did that shit. She they were like, walk, motherfucker. They threw her ass into the dungeon. Um, so we get that right, but before like we she actually get thrown into the dungeon, we get the unveiling of Thrawn. Um yeah. of, of Blue Thrawn. Elon. Blue Elon. Yo, Thrawn, the Chimera, which is his big ass star destroyer, Enoch, which is you know what I'm saying, uh gold member who I'm calling him for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> the night troopers, yo, like then how'd you feel about that shit? It was cool to see Thrawn. It's really like a childhood fantasy realized. Cause I used to read all the Thrawn books as a kid. Oh, just cool to see him. But that nigga still like the I bought Air to the Empire two weeks, two months ago. I can't oh, wait to yeah. tell you about that shit. Yeah, classic. Um, but yeah, you're right. He does look like Elon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know, it's blue Elon. It's hilarious. 
uh, Dave Filoni talked about uh, casting because it's uh, I, I I don't think it's Lars Matheson. Um, let me make I sure. Think I, might, I think that might be it though. Is it really Lars? I think so. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of Milkinsons the same way there's a lot of um Hendworks. Yeah. Or Scars Guards. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. These Scandinavian motherfuckers just, just you know healthy. Um yeah. but Lars Milkinson, who's Thrawn, he said like they tried to cast somebody else's Thrawn, but they're like, yo, we couldn't we really couldn't replace the voice. And like we didn't want to cast somebody and just make them like get all their diet lines redubbed anyway. So yeah. Um so yeah, so Lars Milkinson is Thrawn. Um, I thought he looked like Elon, but I also thought like he just looked like a, like a tall white man. Um, Fair. like he's just a tall white man playing it blue, honestly and truly. The night troopers, honestly, like this is my first time basically seeing Thrawn in any way, shape, or form besides Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I never knew about Enoch, I don't know shit about the night troopers, I don't know, really know shit about the chimera either. Uh, besides, I, I thought it looked cool and like the battle damage looked cool and shit too. Right. Um, but from my, my general first impression, these niggas mean business. Um, they look like they're obviously they're a lot more sinister, right? And less goofy, but they remind me of world's greatest team, like current English faction from, from like the early <laughs> 2000, 2003, right? Yeah, like like Enoch is basically Chelsea Benjamin and me, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the whole rest of the Legion is Charlie Haas. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they gave me the same vibe, you feel me. Uh, these niggas obviously mean business, but like something else I, I kind of noticed just throughout the shit, right? Uh, Thrawn and the other like Imperial remnants, whether it be Moff Gideon, the motherfuckers Moff Gideon was meeting with during uh, season three of Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, they they are relying a lot, a lot on forbidden nasty ass Sith magic. Um, and I think that shit is very interesting, right? And I wanted to throw a hypothetical out there to you, right? right. We still haven't really talked about Merrick, right? Like we talked about, like we, we think night, we, we know for sure Merrick's a night brother, right? Um, but knowing now that Thrawn has been like basically working with some powerful ass night sisters, right? Um, for a minute now, and you know the acknowledgement that his forces numbers have dwindled, right? right. What's the possibility here that these night troopers are undead? And by undead, I mean Dathomir and zombies. The same way, uh, what, what was what was the name of the battle in Clone Wars where uh, Dooku sent Grievous uh, against the Towson and shit? Oh, when, yeah. uh, when Savage, yeah, before Maul came back and shit. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of the battle, but it's basically the same shit. How do you? What do you think about that, nigga? If we get Space zombies, nigga. Fire it up. I need it. It makes sense. He's tapping into the voodoo, you know, in the space voodoo, you know. So it, it might be definitely be a possibility. This nigga's basically gonna be space quanchi. So space quanchi. Fire that up. Sign me up. I'm here for I, it. I honestly think like it's cool, like just for like aesthetic purpose or shit, but like I think it also shows like how desperate these niggas are to like regain control of the galaxy type shit. Yeah. Because even Palpatine was like, bro, I do not want to rely on Sith magic just to do all this shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if I got to rely on all that shit, that shit's unreliable and I'm going to burn myself out too fast type shit, right? Yeah. But if they're relying on this shit now, bro, they ain't got no choice. There is no other backup plan. Like, shit don't work, shit don't work. I mean, they got to um, punch in the face, bro. They got to they gotta come back somehow, you know? But, but honestly, that would that would make a very... Uh, a wholly different... Villain than we've ever seen on screen for Star Wars before. 
right? Yeah. Like every time we've seen a Star Wars conflict, like there's always warring factions, like whether it be the original trilogy with the Empire and the Rebels, um, the the prequels with the Separatists and the Republic, and the I don't know the post Return of the Jedi era, the First Order era, the, the Rise of the Resistance, whatever the fuck they call it in Star Wars canon. Yeah. Um, if for once the Imperial Remnant is is Thrawn plus zombies, we've had a bunch of bodies before, but we ain't never had Jedi fighting zombies and shit. But think you know about I mean? this: what if we get um zombie Sith Lord? Yo, bring back one of, one of the dead Sith guys. Yo, I think of it like this, right? If Thrawn comes back and may, if poses a legitimate threat to the galaxy, right? At this point in time, it would have to be something big, right? Mm-hmm. What if this nigga goes from planet to planet resurrecting dead folks? Yeah. That the Empire has murdered type shit, right? Yeah. And basically, something else I also wanted to bring up, right? Um, let me let me explain the rest of the episode first before we get, get yeah, to yeah, that yeah. point. Um, Sabine fucked up. Well, Sabine got released at one point. Thrawn was like, you know what? You helped our people out. Fuck it, I'm going to let you go. Um, and Sabine was like, Dad, you really gonna let me go, dog? So I was like, fuck it, why not? Like, we gonna leave you here no way. You can't get the fuck off the planet. We don't, I, ain't, I ain't got nothing to lose here. Okay, uh, I, I thought that was funny when he explained this shit. Sabine was like, oh, shit, you got a point there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they left Sabine off, and Sabine was on her way. She got jumped by some bandits. She fucked them niggas up, though. Um, but, you know, she got led in by a, a space ninja turtle. Um, <laughs> To Ezra, right. right? Ezra Bridger is finally fucking back. She found yeah. Ezra, bro. I forgot how bright this nigga's eyes were, like how bright and blue this motherfucker's eyes were. I was like, God damn, they they made sure that shit stayed canon, true. You know what I'm oh, saying? Absolutely. Um, but more importantly, with that, uh, Thrawn was like, Hey, y'all remember said how I was gonna let her live? I was capping. Skull, Balin, and Hadi, go take care of that shit. Um, now. There's an Easter egg here, right? On there's a scene with Balin Skull talking to Hadi about you know the future and Jedi and where they stand and what they're looking for, da 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 da. Right. More importantly, there is a list of names on Balin Skull's um, wristband or whatever his his console that he wears on his wrist. Um, and fans have spotted the list of names and they you know how Star Wars fans are they translated that shit right. Of course. And the list of names goes like this, and I'm going to give it to you in order, right? The order is this. Number seven, Ben. Number six, C-3PO. Number five, R2-D2. Number four, Chewie. Number three, Han. Number two, Leia. Number one, Luke. Hey, man. I want to tell you all this. You know, with this Heir to the Empire movie, what I'm talking about with Sabine and whatnot, um... They gotta do big and like as as great as the man as Mandalorian has been as great as Ahsoka has been as great as the the impossible the possibility of Imperial Remnant zombies led by Thrawn, um, and as, as amazing as all that might be, they gotta find a way to make this even bigger and better, right? Yeah. This is a conflict that is going to take man. Listen, I'm predicting right here Mando is dying in this movie. I'm just gonna throw that shit out there. Right now, I don't mean to be mean about it, but I just want y'all to make y'all peace with that right now. That's how Star Wars works. Niggas die. But we need a conflict that's big enough to, to get Mando, to get Ahsoka, to get um everybody basically in the Mando verse, right? Everybody who's been captured in that mm-hmm. 
Boba Fett, Fennec Sean, um, even if the Bad Batch is somehow still alive, I don't know about that shit. Um, but you need an excuse to bring Luke back because you got to remember through during all this time, we're only five or six years after the end of Return of the Jedi. Luke, Leia, and Han are all in their primes. Yeah. Han a little less so because I think it's old. But Luke and Leia, Leia might have. If we're, if we're thinking thugging. about it like She's this, still thugging, bro. no fuck thugging. Leia might have just finished her Jedi training at this point. Yeah. So for an heir to the Empire movie, if they're going to be bold enough to say Dave Filoni, fuck it, spend the budget. Do you think Dave Filoni is bold enough to either bring back Luke, Leia, and Han, or some way, shape, or form? Either be CGI or or just recast the niggas, because if if Balin Skull is hunting basically the the head of the of the rebels or basically everybody who blew up the Death Star the first and second time, um, I, I'm a little surprised Lando's name ain't on that, but that's besides the point. Um, if he's hunting for all of them, bro, and a big galactic issue happens, like I said before, I don't think Luke Lay and Han not getting involved, dog. Yeah, they and then also Ben. Ben's probably gonna be around though at this point. If five years post, yeah, Ben's alive at this point. Ben's alive, so get a little Ben, you know. So here's the crazy part: which Ben are they talking about? Uh, I I assume Balin. Hmm, actually, we're not sure about that. Yeah, would Balin's go? No, no, Obi Wan Kenobi is dead by now. No. Nah, maybe. Man, I, I see. There's no way to know him because then, like, they ain't broadcast. Big Kenobi tried to start to cut, cut down Vader on Dark on Death Star One, bro. You His know what I mean? In yes. You <laughs> <laughs> imagine Anakin getting on the mic after shit like, "Hey, yo, y- y'all see me just wipe, wipe, like wax that nigga dog? Like, come on, man. I think that's what a brainbuster into a hyperdrive dog. That shit was hard. Like, he ain't he ain't get on that. He ain't get on shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. If he's talking about Ben Kenobi, man, he's already dead, right? Mm-hmm. But if he's talking about little Ben, Luke, you know, Leia's Ben, Luke, Leia and Han's Ben. The if we get drinking juice boxes, huh? If we if we get Ben Solo, an heir to the Empire, oh man, shit gonna get crazy. Yeah, that'd be cool. But Ahsoka episode six, how we feel about it, man? Solid, man. Solid. I'm really liking the series. It's- I think outside of Mando season one is probably my favorite, you know, of all I know everything they're doing. I think this 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 is the this was the episode that felt most like a western to me. Yeah, uh, I thought it was really cool, but honestly, like just a small thing, like not like no galactic consequences involved. Sabine cussing out her ride for leaving her ass was funny as hell. Yo, she that was me. yo that. She's like, don't look at me, motherfucker. You abandoned me, you bitch. He was like, yeah, man. I was scared, man. My bad, dog. You know what I'm saying? She was like, get your bitch ass back over here. If you ever leave me again, I'm going to cut you. I fell up. up. Now walk, nigga. I fuck with Sabine. She turned Uh, into Rico for paying (laughs) full. She shot the nigga in the ass. (laughs) I fell up. This episode was great. It was a nice cool down episode. Um, because we just we just rolled the climax of basically what just happened in like consequential order was Ahsoka arrived on wherever the fuck the planet was with the uh the Dathomir magic and the space coordinates and shit. Um cut down Merrick, fought Balin's skull, 
Sabine fought Hati, or Hati. Um, Ahsoka died, or kind of died, met Anakin, completed her training, got pulled out of the water, and then Sabine did this shit, right? Um, and now, you know, what we didn't even talk about, Thrawn knows, you know, through Night Sister visions and shit, that niggas are on their way to the planet. Thrawn was like, yeah, that's cool. Shoot anything resembling a Pergo coming into the planet, dog. <laughs> um, so basically, when niggas pull up for episode seven next week, you know what I'm saying? Trying, yeah, trying to get doing. shit cracking. They, yes, they are getting... It's going to be like when they ran up on the hyperspace ring. Exactly. So you're going to see a lot of space wells fall real fast. Um, so yeah, man, we... I want to see how this ends. I really want to see how how dire shit is because this this to me kind of feels like I don't know how to describe it, but like if if Mando's runtime is like Act One of the Mando era or the post Return of the Jedi era, right? Um, Ahsoka seems to be Act Two, and and we all know in Act Twos in Star Wars, someone's got to die or lose a hand. They kind of um, get motivated for Act Three, you know? Exactly. So. Act two for Ahsoka, they this can't have a happy ending, right? No. This and we, they've already kind of given us the game. This can't go without Thrawn getting back into power or, or getting back into like some type of standing in the in the galaxy, right? That's how shit works in Star Wars. Things right. get worse, people die before people get saved. Um, so Thrawn has to win at the end of this shit, right? Yeah. So that means somebody either gotta die, somebody get hurt, or like the galaxy guys or more honestly, more likely a planet's going to get wiped. Um, I think Ezra going to get put on the shirt for good. If they bring yo, if they bring Ezra back just to wipe his nose, that'll be funny for as hell. Um, but something's going to happen. This 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 is not going to end well because this is going to lead into the finale, which is going to be heir to the Empire and possibly the Mando movie, which might be separate from the heir to the Empire. Um, or I think is separate actually. Filoni said that, but we gonna see, man. We gonna see. But I'm excited to see this shit. I I need yeah. to see how this ends. I need to see how this ends. And the episode that's dropping and fuck. Actually, by the time we get done recording this, it'll be out. Um, episode will will be the penultimate one, which means the one before the last. So we will have a clear picture of what the fuck the end's gonna be after this. Yeah, um, sir. Whew. So episode six. All right, man. Then you ready for the soapbox this week? Yo, soapbox this week is. I spent this weekend binging three movies, man. That's mm. Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, and what was the last Castaway? Tom nigga, Hanks is the a, greatest actor ever, bro. I did just you have wanna, a Tom a Tom Hanks triple feature, yes, my nigga. Yes, yes, bro. This nigga is amazing, bro. Greatest actor ever. Some of the best movies ever. They don't make them like that anymore. So I, I'm gonna go tell y'all go pick one of those three movies and watch it and cry your eyes out because they're fucking sad. You know what? Since since we're since we're you know what I'm saying recommending cinema here and shit, yeah. um, go watch Gangs of New York. Yeah. Go watch Taxi Driver. Um, and go watch the fucking Departed, man. Why not? Shout out to Martin Scorsese. Thank you, man. There you go. Um, cinema. C- cinema. Um, speaking of cinema, we got we got a special edition of Life. We are. I promise you, we're finishing Life from Titans Tower at least a season. <laughs> um. We we have we have some time with the books this week to actually sit down and do an episode. So we are going to do live from Titus Towers this week. But more importantly, nigga, I Ija Ija Dragunov was on the A show this week, and the man took the time to talk about his influences in wrestling because the motherfucker is known for hitting niggas hard, right? Um, and he said in in typical real nigga fashion that one of his main influences in wrestling 
is the Rock Lee Yara fight from the tuning exams in Naruto. So that's my, that's my fight right there. That's yo, my... so if you so if you got time, go on the A Show uh, and, and watch that video. The clips are on both A Show and the Lookout page. Go so go check out the Lookout. Go check out the A Show this week as well. The A Show is back. Um, Justin's come back from his trip to Japan. Um, and and meals. Listen, you know when people get time off, they sound refreshing shit when they come back. Both yeah. the niggas sound really happy, and I'm really happy for them, man. Yeah, man, um, love those guys. Yeah, shout out to Justin and Mills, dog. Uh, shout out to Armand. Uh, shout out to the big news of Jay Cargo going to the WWE. Got they got all the homies working this week. Shout out to Novak. Uh, shout out to Armand. Shout out to the stat guy Greg. Um, shout out to everybody in the circle who's working on the shout out to Black Print. Sorry, not Black Print. My bad. Shout out to Black Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the black announce today, but shout out to everybody who's working this shit this week, man. Um, because NXT is I think the NXT pay-per-view is this weekend, so it's a big weekend for wrestling, everybody. Absolutely. Um, shout out to the black print though, too. Shout out to Ugly Radio Rob, shout out to BLT, um, uh, shout out to our patrons, man. Um, anything we gotta leave for the people before we get out of here, man? Uh no, nah, I think that's that covers it all, brother. Okay, then follow us at Black Rain RC, we're subscribed to the channel. Um, and once again, man, you know what I'm saying? The seasons are changing. My I know because my birthday is the, the official start of fall. So I'm telling you all y'all to say, listen, man, y'all go feel some shit. The season changes. This is how it is. Feel that shit. If you got to cry, cry. If you got to be a man, be a man and cry. But cry, man. You know, it's all right. You'll yeah, be good. You got, you got, whatever you got to do, get right. You'll be, you'll be better for it. Also, you know, just because I like y'all, go watch the Batman. We'll see y'all next week. We out. <laughs> Peace.